I'm Carol Pelletier-Radford, and you're listening to the Teaching with Light podcast. On this podcast, I'll share encouraging lessons I've learned through a long career in education, and I'll interview other teachers and leaders so they can share their wisdom with all of us. This series of the Teaching with Light podcast is titled Teacher Stories. Each of the 10 episodes introduces you to a practicing classroom teacher who will share a story that influenced them in some way. Hello, everyone. I am here today with Angela Barnes. Angela is an elementary teacher from Forsyth County, Georgia, who started teaching nine years ago in New Orleans, Louisiana. She didn't always want to be a teacher, and she remembers that she changed her major five times when she was in college, trying to find her true path. Now she expresses her love of teaching and how the people around her have helped her to be successful. Her first year was really challenging, and she almost quit because she just didn't know what to do. Our topic for this episode is Be a Lamp, Not a Mirror, and Angela's story is titled, I Didn't Know What I Didn't Know. Now, we all know that student teaching and teacher preparation can prepare teachers with skills and strategies for effective teaching, but it can't always prepare beginners for the emotional situations that arise and the unpredictable events. This is a story of one beginning teacher who didn't know what she didn't know, and she used her inner wisdom to find the positive in the challenges she was faced with. Welcome, Angela, and thank you for being willing to share your story with us today. How are you doing? I'm good. I am so excited to be here and to to chat with you about one of the greatest professions, teaching. Yay, I feel the same. (laughs) So let's start with your college journey. Since you changed your major so many times, um, just tell us a little bit about that and then why, after all those changes, you decided to become a teacher. What, What happened there? Yeah, so I went to college with the total mindset that I was gonna be in the fashion industry. Um, I had taken some classes in high school and I felt like I really liked them. So I got to college and quickly learned that that profession looked like um, a desk job for the rest of my life. And that sounded terrifying. So then I, you know, just talked to friends and things and changed my major based on what I heard. And finally, after um, this was the fifth time, I um, had a friend who was in the education um, department and she was like, why don't you try teaching? And I thought, you know, um, that working with kids is one of my passions. And um, I babysat all through high school. I um, taught religious ed classes at at our church with my mom. And I was like, I can't even believe I never thought of that. I I got into those classes and I really enjoyed them. But then I got into the actual placement in the schools and I just absolutely loved it. And I couldn't wait to have my own classroom and my own students. Um, so I knew that that was definitely the path for me. 
So you found it. And you were a student teaching and you were in school in Mississippi, right? Yes. Yes. So I went to the University of Southern Mississippi and um, they have a great education program where they really put teachers in classrooms right away as soon as they begin their education courses. Um, So I got to experience um, a private school. I got to experience a rural school, an urban school, just really every type of demographic. So that was really awesome just to be exposed um, to all the different types of schools that you might end up in. And then you got hired and you were exposed to a, a new situation. You were hired in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. And I, I know you shared with me that you weren't really prepared with all of the preparation that you had. Yeah. Some things happened within that first month yeah. and you really yeah. were, were at a loss. So yeah. share with us what your first month of beginning first year of teaching was like. Yeah. Well, so my last placement um, or second to last placement during student teaching, I was in a Title I school and I just really, really enjoyed working in that school. Um, And so when I got my first job, I knew I wanted to work in a Title I school. Um, So I did get hired and it was, um, I believe we were 99% free and reduced lunch. And um, a lot of our um, students came from broken homes. Um, I taught children that were in the foster care system. Um, We had homeless children at our school, um, true homeless, like, you know, they lived in cars some nights of the weeks. So um, that was really, really eye-opening for me because I wasn't really exposed to that when I was growing up. And so I felt like I was making a huge difference there. Um, So my first year, I was, I taught second grade there and um, I had a student, this was all within my first month of teaching. Um, I had a student um, come in. I was in my room. I'll never forget it. I was in my room kind of getting things ready. And the counselor came in before the kids were, before the bell rang and school started. And she came in my room and she said, um, you know, you, there was a situation last night. Um, one of your students was involved in a drive-by shooting. Um, she was okay, and she actually was at school, but both of her parents were shot, and they are in the hospital, um, and so, you know, the the student came in, and the counselor said she just really wants to talk to you, you know, because, you know, at that point, I was kind of a stable figure for her, but, you know, fresh out of college, I was like, oh my gosh, they didn't prepare me for this, <laughs> what right, do I say, what right. do I do? And then you had some other things that happened about the same time. Yeah, yeah. So um, that same day, actually, later that day, we had a drug bust at our school um, with a fourth grade student. Um, So that was really, really eye opening. Um, You know, we had just a lot of there wasn't a lot of training offered for faculty um, because there just wasn't really money to afford to be able to do those things. Um, The whole district that I worked in was really hyper-focused on test scores. um, And most people's jobs, especially for principals, um, were really based off of how their test scores were. So my principal, my first year teaching, it was also his first year being a principal. And I just remember feeling just so 
heartbroken for him because he couldn't enjoy being a leader of the school because he was so worried that if he didn't make, if our school didn't make a certain score on the tests and the overall, you know, our overall rating didn't go up, then his job was definitely on the line. And if we went down, he possibly would lose his job. So that was definitely a stressor for for not just him, but for everyone. And all the teachers at the school sound like they were stressed out too. And you discovered something right away then in that, that first um, month that you had to be more than a teacher just teaching the content. Absolutely. Yes. And you know, that stuff, you know, you might hear that in college, but when you actually get into the classroom, you'll, there are just, there's so many different roles you play. And especially working in a school like that, I played more roles than I even imagined I ever would. Um, Like chatting with a student about a drive-by shooting, you know, I have no experience with that. So um, but, you know, all you can do is just be there for them and and have empathy and, and show that empathy um, for for the kids because they really need it. Yes. And so what does be a lamp, not a mirror mean to you as you're talking about showing empathy and um, being there for for your students, understanding the role your principal was in, looking mm-hmm. around at faculty who had been there for a while and maybe were disillusioned as well and couldn't leave to go to another yeah. school. Yeah. What, what does be a lamp, not a mirror? Um, for you? I think it's all about, and this is something that I, I tell my, my own students as well, um, you know, flipping your mindset, even when you're faced with a negative situation or you're in a situation that you don't know how to deal with, there are always positives and you just got to find those positives and don't let um, other people influence how you react. Um, If other people, you know, chaos invokes chaos. So if other people are are acting chaotic or if other people are acting in a negative way, don't fall into that trap, you know, re- remember who you are and why you got into what you're doing. Um, and just, you know, staying positive in all those situations that you find yourself in. Right. And that's good advice for students. And it's also good advice for beginning teachers. Absolutely. So you were at a school with teachers who had been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you had mentioned when we talked earlier about clicks and just, trying to fit in as a beginning teacher. I hear this from other beginning teachers, the struggle they have to decide how to, how do you fit in? So what did you do? What did you do to, to stay there? Because you stayed there for several years. You did not quit. I did. And you know, it's funny. I went there with the intention of only staying for about a year and I stayed for three. So, right. um, but you know, one thing, I think we can all remember, even as kids, you know, we need friends, we need people to lean on. So in your school, make friends with everyone and, and get to know everyone. And don't, um, just because you make friends with one person and they tell you that, oh, don't be friends with that person. They're this way, or they're this, get to know them on a personal level. And everyone has good in them, especially in an elementary school or any school, because we're all teachers and we have huge hearts. So, um, you know, get to know everyone. Um, and you'll learn, I always say, I 
am only as good as the people I've surrounded myself with. Oh, I surround yourself with as many people as possible because there's so many different teaching styles. You will learn so much from all of the different people that you work with. When we talked earlier, I remember you sharing a story about a teacher at the school. I won't say she's the mean teacher, <laughs> but I know that when I was a beginning teacher, there were a couple of teachers I was afraid of. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh, intimidation. Yes. Like, um, don't sit in her chair in the teacher's room. Right, right. <laughs> and I just remember those memories do come back to us. And you mentioned someone like that, but I, I think, so how, how did you happen to be your friend if she was scary and yeah. intimidating? Tell me that story. Yeah. So, um, we taught in um, grade levels. I was the grade level right below her and we taught um, the same subjects. So my second and third year, um, we taught the same subjects. So, you know, there's that. We, I want to make sure what I'm doing is beneficial to the next grade. So I got to know her and got to talk with her a lot about curriculum. And I learned so much from her. Um, she might have been intimidating, especially at first when I didn't know her and um, intimidating to other people in the school, but um, you know, her style might not have been the same as my style of teaching, but that didn't make her a bad teacher or me a bad teacher. We just have had different styles, but we still could collaborate and learn a ton from each other. And a lot of the things that I learned from her, I still use in my classroom today. Oh, I love that. So such an open heart, though, that you, ha- you have, Angela, to, to let that in. So you stayed for the three years, and you actually uh, didn't leave because you quit. You wanted to be closer to your family, so you right. moved back to Georgia. And then you had to start all over again yeah. <laughs> in a new school. <laughs> Maybe not a Title I school, but you still were a beginning teacher. So you, now you're a beginning teacher again. Right. So you learned some things. What, what did you do in this situation? Or was it just as hard this time? Um, so I moved to a new school um, in a, dist- a school district that's very, um, it's very rigorous, not just for the kids, but for the teachers. There's a lot of expectations because there's, there's a lot of great teaching in this school district, but, um, you know, I came in, it was my fourth year of teaching. I had held some leadership roles at my previous school in New Orleans. So I thought, you know, I know what I'm doing now. (laughs) I was so wrong. Oh boy. What happened? (laughs) Um, and I, like you said, I didn't know what I didn't know. There were so, and just the whole way of teaching was so different than what I was used to, what I had been Um, what I had learned even in college. So I had to really um, shift my mindset of, I, I might have taught, this might be my fourth year of teaching, but let's just pretend like it's my first again. I need to completely come in with a fresh mind and learn from the people that I'm working with now. Um, And so I definitely had to, to persevere that first year. It was really, really hard. And, and you sound um, like you did, and you're now in your ninth year, and you're yes, and, and you're doing. And, and I'll tell you more confidence. You know, it sounds yeah, like more confidence. Absolutely, that first year was so hard in the new school district, and I am so thankful that I went back for the second year um, because that second year I knew what what I had learned, 
and I was able to apply it and people would tell me things and I wasn't confused anymore. I knew what they were talking about. So, you know, my advice to anyone is that first year, you're there to learn and just do your best and make it to that second year because that second year you will feel so much better, so much more comfortable, so much more confident. Um, and then you can share your knowledge and your confidence with other people and other new teachers who come into the school. And I love that you were willing to take on leadership roles in your first three years of teaching. So what advice do you have for beginning teachers? You're starting to share some already um, who are feeling uncertain in the first year. And maybe this is their first year and it's in the middle of a uncertain time, a health crisis. Right, so right. What, what would you say to someone listening to this podcast and they're in the beginning years of teaching? Um, I would say to them to to find a mentor in the building, um, and it might be more than one person. You know, there might be this person you go to for this advice, a different person you go to for different advice. Um, there's so much knowledge within, and we say this all the time, even in my school, we have so much knowledge just within our one school, um, and so we've really got to lean on each other. Um don't quit. Look for the positives. You know, um, they're even in the roughest of situations, as we've learned with the pandemic going on right now, there are still positives always. Um, and then find ways to take care of yourself outside of school. And, and because you, you close things down at a certain time of day, that's okay. You don't need to be working all hours of the day. You don't need to be working every single weekend. You have to have um, some of that separation. It might not be a perfect balance, but you have to have some of that separation, you know, hanging out with your own personal friends or family, um, going on vacations. That's a great thing about education is that we are um, offered these breaks throughout the year and during the summer. So, you know, making sure that you take those and, you know, really unplug yourself from your job um, because we pour our hearts and souls into this profession and, and you can't pour from an empty cup. So you got to keep refilling your cup. I love that. Thank you so much. The closing affirmation for this podcast is taken from the Teaching with Light book. And the affirmation is, I shine my light. And Angela, I can hear your light just coming through the <laughs> airways. It's so inspiring. Uh, you've not only survived two new teacher journeys, <laughs> you've demonstrated your resilience, your courage to stay positive, and, you're, and by not letting the disillusionment draw you in, you were able to stay true to yourself and truly be a lamp, not a mirror. Thank you for sharing your story and showing us that beginning teachers have so much to teach us. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. And please join us for our next episode of Teacher Stories, where the topic will be face the sun and the shadows will fall behind you. Thanks again, Angela. It was a thank pleasure. You. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Light podcast. For more wisdom and inspiration, you can purchase the Teaching with Light book at corwin.com forward slash teaching with light. That's corwin.com 
forward slash teaching with light.